Rachel, and she's a PhD associate professor at Harrisburg University. And you're in the biological science department, correct? Yes. Great. Well, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Harrisburg. Yeah, um, I joined uh, Harrisburg University in 2016, um, primarily teach within integrative sciences and the, the bio realm. Um, but I also have, I wear many hats. Um, I, I also teach within our gen ed program as well as our online nursing program. Um, but about two years or so ago, it might be three now, I lose track of time. Uh, we we uh, created a, a, a partnership with a nearby high school that had a greenhouse with a aquaponics system inside. And uh, since that time, we've taken over the space um, and have made a lot of renovations over actually during the pandemic. It actually was a, a weird, uh, unique opportunity where we didn't have people on site uh, in any normal capacity. So we were able to, to complete some pretty major renovations and improvements to the space without really negatively impacting the, the hands-on component of, of what our students would be able to, to do when, when we return back to more normal functioning. Um, but uh, so my, my new, newest hat is uh, leading the uh, and coordinating our aquaponic initiatives, um, okay. which entails everything from curriculum building out to establishing partnerships to uh, seeking external uh, re research grants um, and a lot of experiential learning, both with our undergraduate population as well as community members. Okay. And Harrisburg is a leading STEM education university and, and experiential learning, correct? Yes. Can you yep. tell us yep. more about that? Like how does, I mean, yeah, our followers have heard of STEM obviously, and we have STEM growers and, but how does, tell us a little bit about that history and just Harrisburg and their yeah. focus on STEM. Yeah. So um, HU is a school of science and tech. Um, we uh, really have a strong focus on experiential learning. Um, all of our students have to complete two research projects as well as an internship um, in order to meet their uh, concentration requirements. So we really have a focus on developing competencies that will allow them to be more successful in transitioning to career paths. Um, and with uh, aquaponics, we've had several different types of research questions that have been quite interdisciplinary, which is probably one of the, the aspects of it that I enjoy the most. Um, you can pretty easily see how biology or chemistry or environmental science would have a connection to aquaponics, but it might take a little bit of more innovative thought to see how computer science or advanced manufacturing could also play a role. Um, and so we uh, aligning to HU's expectations of experiential, authentic, real world experiences, we've had some pretty diverse research questions that are bringing those different disciplines together to apply their knowledge, but in the realm of aquaponics. Wow, yeah, that's exciting. I mean, I know there's a lot doing aquaponics and some are doing, you know, hydroponics and like robotics is a big, you know, topic within STEM now. But how do you feel, again, aquaponics is just, uh, just fits well with STEM education, whether at the, you know, education, like high school age or, you know, I guess, non-university age so from you know elementary to high school to university how do you feel like it's a fit so i think i think it's a really great fit actually i think that uh 
I mean, we've had after school programming for all sorts of ages. We do summer camps um, with, you know, obviously there's, there's a, a lot of depth. There's a lot of chemistry. There's a lot of layers of understanding, but you can break it down to, you know, kind of basics and be able to catch a much younger generation and just get that, that, you know, interest kind of starting at an earlier point than what you might realize. Um, even in the virtual setting uh, this past year, we've done some online virtual uh, uh, offerings where we put together kit materials and we send out kits and we kind of lead activities uh, that are getting younger age uh, participants to begin to think about how they might be able to do really small scale systems at their homes. Um, but then obviously as you come up the ranks and you get to those uh, more high school age and undergrad population, you can get into more of the details about the, the importance of those nutrient requirements and macro and micro and maintenance and just, you know, all of the, the additional layers of complexity to, to really understand and uh, troubleshoot the, the space. And most of your students, when they step into your greenhouse, is it their first time ever hearing about aquaponics or being involved or, or there's some that have experience and just share about some of those experiences as a student steps in and they see fish and plants and, you know, kind of that experience. So it actually has run the gamut. Um, we, we've had, uh, we have some relationships with some of the local cyber schools um, that, that actually contributed greatly to, we have another system as well. So we, I guess I should have focused on that initially, but we, we took over the greenhouse space. Um, it's a 3000 square foot space, but we also um, built a research lab on campus. So we, we have opportunities on site for our students as well. Um, but we've had students rotate within the space that have never heard of even hydroponics or the understanding of that you could do anything beyond just traditional farming. And then we've had students in the space that are schooling some of our undergraduate interns with details about systems that they've built on their own at home. Wow. Um, so it really has been quite dynamic and really just opens up your eyes that different people have different experiences and perspectives. Um, and really for me personally realize that there's value in what those people coming in to do tours and people that are participating in those offerings that they're they're taking different things away and so to make sure that the experiences that we're providing are diverse so that we're able to better capture those those audiences yeah how do you feel like stem is impacting just the next generation farmer um so with with uh, Harrisburg, right? We're a city, we're a food desert. There's there's a lot of food insecurity. Um, it's sad, <laughs> um, especially exaggerated right now with the pandemic. Wow. Um, but I think that this uh, opportunity on site and some of the things that we have initiatives ongoing are raising awareness that that there can be healthy food access in diverse crop species grown and available so that everybody has the, the potential to, to have that, that level of security. Um, so in a downtown setting, I think it's really, uh, it's seen. Um, we do a whole lot of marketing and trying to, to raise awareness. We uh, will be picking back up our CSA program. Uh, we do a whole lot of donations to our undergraduate population so that they see the, the impact of what hydroponics or aquaponics can provide. Right, so you have a CSA program, like what do you do with the produce and the fish? 
So right now, so right now, sure, we have this, or pre yeah. pre pandemic or post, yeah, what are yeah. what? So so um, the the greenhouse is located at a uh, uh, it's about four miles from campus on uh, Steel and High Spire School District property, and they are generally a, a low SES um, school district. And so we when we took over the space, we really donated back to them. Um, so we we established a you know collaborative effort. Uh, even during early stages of the pandemic before the okay. renovation started. Um, but then they weren't actually able to take all of the food that we, uh, or the produce that we were able to, to put together. But we uh, connected out to Susquehanna Township. They have a Hannah's Pantry. We connected with the Harrisburg Police and uh, contributed to some of the food bank donations there. So pretty much we were, we were donating, especially early stage pandemic, everything that we were, were producing. Um, prior to pandemic, we did a bit of a split. So we contributed some to kind of a CSA model, um, but we also uh, would have a pop-up booth on campus and uh, at Strawberry Square and sell, sell as well to try okay. to reduce some of the costs. Do you have plans for the future when things are back up and running and students are you know in the greenhouse? What will you do with produce and so a, a, a bit of a mix. Um, okay. We will uh, still have uh, initiative behind the CSA and, and just benefiting the local community, but also very much interested in establishing some relationships with local breweries, local restaurants, um, in order to, to raise greater awareness in a broader community yeah. setting. Yeah. Have you approached the university just in producing, I mean, in purchasing produce from you guys? Actually, no. I'm just that curious. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Um, the university has has entirely backed all of these renovations, all of the initiatives, um, is really looking towards uh, expansion with sustainable farming and, and agriculture practices in general. Um, but it hasn't crossed my my mind to go to administration. But our faculty and our staff, they're the first people at the, the pop-up booths. Yes, so yeah. even though it might not be a university supported thing, it definitely is individual support from from the institution yeah that's good what type of advice do you have for other just educators that are either stepping into aquaponics in the classroom or yeah what advice do you have for them just in engaging students or in curriculum focuses or um so i so right now we are building out curriculum um with that i would say to not recreate the wheel um, there's a lot of, of open uh, educational resources out there to, to do some, you know, deep diving and vetting to, to see the quality of those resources that are available and then, you know, modify and tweak them as needed for your particular learning objectives and, and desired program outcomes. Um, as far as engagement, more hands-on, the better. Okay. I think more, more time in the system developing those critical thinking, developing those troubleshooting, uh, you know, application type of scenarios, um, getting away a little bit from the, the theoreticals and doing more in the space, I think is really valuable for the, the student learning experience. What are some things that students are doing that are applicable, like when they're in the growth space, what kind of things do they do just in either, yeah, in a classroom setting, what are they doing? So every, everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everything. Yeah. They. Uh, so when we when we took over the greenhouse, um, it was actually in a state of failure, and it was the students that 
dived in, created a team and, uh, you know, they had leadership. They had uh, the tech that we had at the time, as well as myself and one or two other faculty members keeping them on track, but it was their initiative. They, they identified a, you know, strategic plan for steps that need to be taken in order to identify the problem, to then make improvements, to then, you know, get the system back up and cycling. Um, so it's very much a student driven uh, process, but uh, our camps, our after school program, the way we build it out, they're, they're participating in all aspects. They do water testing, they do plant propagation, they do seeding, they do transplanting, they do harvest. Um, we've tried to culminate the ends of those experiences with some kind of a lunch with okay. harvesting something from the, the space. So all that right. takes a bit of planning uh, to make sure that we have the quantity of whatever we would need for the end of that particular time frame. Um, but we've opened up that uh, on some scenarios to the family members uh, so that it was making a little bit more impact that, you know, the student wasn't just excited, um, but expanding it to their siblings or their parents so that the there was a just a, an eye opening as to the, the long term uh, capabilities of, of aquaponics. Yes. Yeah. What are some challenges you've had just in the growth space or in just your education? So in the- in We the like to, I mean, we don't like yeah. to talk about failures, but I think, you know, I saw an Instagram post of someone, you know, last week and they had all their like 30 fish jumped out of their tank and they're all on the floor mm -hmm. and we've just all experienced something like that. And oh, yeah. so I'm just curious that this is not necessarily failures, but just what challenges have you have? So the, the greenhouse space has proven to be quite challenging over the last couple of years, um, starting with taking it over when it was in a state of failure, but we didn't know that. Um, it actually, uh, somebody that had been in the, the completing the tour uh, must have either knocked over or dropped a uh, cleaning sponge into the tank that was oh. then captured in the pump. So the pump was on, but not pumping. So we led to buildup and fish all died and yeah so uh, it was something that yeah yeah <laughs> that was uh and really that's where the students you know we we came back to scratch right we had we had plants still um but we had no fish <laughs> and so we had to you know work um we have a local uh network and we had fish donation for when we were ready yeah. to get them back in um but it was it was a lot of troubleshooting, thinking about why the levels would have been what they were. And, you know, it was, it was a non-traditional problem, <laughs> but really provided a, a, a unique uh, outlet for student critical thinking and application. So that, yeah. that's one. There's been yeah. others. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's good for them to see that things happen. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, good for them to learn things happen. What excites you in just biological science and aquaponics? Like, how do you see they connect? And just what excites you about either ways you're involving students in biological testing, or just what excites you about the biology behind aquaponics? So for, for me, I really just, I, I appreciate the, the intricacy of the system and how everything feeds off of one another, right? And um, with having that circular nutrient economy and, uh, you know, it's just one small change impacts the entire system. Um, so it takes patience. Uh, 
you know, you, you can't have a level low and just dump in a bunch of a product and hope that everything balances back out, but really um, being timely in, in those observations and really just needing to have an understanding of how to approach that particular day and that problem. Um, outside of the biology aspect, I love the, the, the diversity of things ongoing in that space. Um, I, I, I personally, I love gardening. I have two gardens here at the house. Um, so for, I love the, the plant aspect and the diversity of the crops that we're able to grow in the space. Um, in the greenhouse, we've had uh, prior to HU taking over, um, but when we were still involved, um, there were cacao trees, banana trees, um, we've had fig, we've had some pretty, pretty wow. cool um, kind of proof of concept for what's capable of being grown, um, which, you know, during one of our camps, we actually had the first banana fruit. And so throughout the week, we could see just the layers and layers and layers. And, you know, it's just some cool visuals that you don't necessarily yeah. get in every discipline. Yeah, that's great. I, I really keep coming back to just the interdisciplinary approach. Um, we, we have uh, interns in the space here now, uh, just got approval. So throughout the pandemic, we've had one student maintain internship through uh, the student union and one in the greenhouse space, um, but just recently got approval to begin expanding back numbers. Um, but the students are involved in all aspects, you know, the good, the bad, the dirty. Um, I think the, the real just authentic experience that they're getting with the renovations that we are nearly done. I got pictures this morning. We're getting water back in. Great. So That's far. exciting. We That's are, the fun we part. Are, we are so close. Great. Um, but the, the way that we've uh, completed the renovations, uh, we're going to actually be able to do side-by-side -side aquaponic hydroponic comparisons. Great. You know, so it's really opening up some high quality research questions that will uh, provide our students an even more uh, authentic application-based experience. So I, I think that we're on a good path and, you know, we have hurdles, but as long as you troubleshoot, overcome the hurdles, then you're, you're really giving back. So. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Yeah. I love the STEM focus and experiential learning focus of what you guys are doing when you're not inspiring the next generation. What do you do to just that? What gives you life? So for me, anything outside, I'm moderately obsessed with hiking and water. So anything, anything, uh, I kayak, I got a blow up paddleboard a year or two ago, so not great at it, but, um, I have two pups, uh, really enjoy hiking and anything outdoors, um, bonfires, gardening. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's great. At school. I am. So I, my husband is a vegetable rights activist, so he does not eat vegetables. Okay. That's <laughs> it's unique. Um, so, so no, he, he doesn't eat, he doesn't eat anything green. He doesn't eat any vegetables. It's so weird, <laughs> but, but he supports my garden obsession. So I normally plant um, in a quantity that is intended to give back to the community. So I donate a ton from my home personally. Um, he, uh, you know, supports my, I have a little tiny aquaponics setup in the uh, sunroom. It's currently decommissioned because of some time issues. Um, but it, it just, I really enjoy giving back. So I do a whole lot of donations to the community, to HU, to students. Um, on campus, and I'm so looking forward to being back on campus so that we have that 
that capability and interaction again. Yeah. Well, thanks for meeting today. Really. We love your passion and we love just what you're doing at Harrisburg and in the greenhouse with students. And we see that you're making an impact and we hope that I know it's challenging times with online learning, but we hope as soon as possible, things can get back to the growth space and we're thankful for what you do. So we need more of it and keep doing it. In a few of our videos, we have talked about superpowers and we talk about that as a team. And what that really means is just the unique contribution you bring to one, the world, but also like to your growth space, to your students. What is your superpower? So <laughs> I actually spent a good bit of time thinking about this because I'm like, I don't think I've ever had that question before. Um, but I, what I came up with was I think the combination of my passion and high energy, and that might seem like a weird combo, but, um, I am entirely dedicated to our student experience and, and being able to provide those opportunities, but I go 150 miles an hour. <laughs> so, you know, it, it takes, uh, it takes a special person, I think, to be able to wear the different hats that I wear. Um, and still be able to connect and engage with those that are in the space. And, and definitely the students that have uh, completed research that are currently in there as interns, you know, we connect on a weekly basis and, you know, just to provide them that mentorship.